have no problem about earning livelihood. But you have a problem about earning a livelihood. Why haven't I a problem about not earning a livelihood? Because, very simple, you're all waiting. <laughs> You're a strange people, all right. <laughs> I'm no problem because I don't mind what happens. You understand? I don't mind if I fail or succeed. I don't mind if I have money or not money. Personally, I have no money. Thank God. I don't want money. But I need food and clothes and shelter. And if somebody gives me, it's all right. If somebody doesn't, I live where I am. You understand my question? I have no problem. Because I don't demand anything from anybody or from life. I wonder if you understand this. sit down have a cup of tea I'm out here in nature once again the crickets are singing praises to the sky this is relaxing it's September August is over and my August was a wild roller coaster ride of emotions and fears that I had to integrate in myself as the mystic does, as the alchemist does. Go through any experience that's negative. See to it, you can shift it to the positive in any way, any format, you know how. It's kind of interesting because everyone has their own ways of doing that. And some are healthy and some are unhealthy. And so it's up to you to determine what's a healthy way of doing it I do meditation that's that I do a lot of things really um, sometimes creative work helps and other times I have to do something perhaps not as healthy like play a video game or something and other times it seems to me that meditation 
is the best way to do it because that's how one can get in that that blissful state of being if you can find it. I've been uh, creating my game. My new game, World Tree Game Designing. It's unusual that... Uh, there's not many people that are into video games and spirituality. It's so unusual. Video games is sort of like the lower rung of society. When people play video games, it's known to be the, uh, you're wasting your life and it's a, it's a slavery to the machine and you're kind of just in a rut playing video games, getting addicted to it. And so I, it's, in my part, in the beginning part of my life, that is definitely how my life was. In the beginning, I uh, went to school and then I went home and just played video games. I just played hours and hours of video games. Seven hours straight I would play video games. I would have no other project. If other projects came up, like I had uh, soccer, I did soccer and baseball at one point, I'd get bored of them. Because it was some sort of task that was more challenging than the video game. And so I would want to seep into the virtual world and play video games all day, every day. And millions and millions of people are doing this every day in society right now. They're playing video games and they're getting interlocked into the depths of... So the lower rung of society has a lower rung. It has a depth to it called violent, like, military shooter games. Or, uh... I guess some of the MMOs can be a little time-consuming. But mostly it's like these military shooters like Call of Duty that are just ridiculously brainwashing. It's not even funny how brainwashing and subtle they are. And we still play them because they're fun. And there's a lot of artists out there that work on these games. A lot of programmers. And that's not to say that those people aren't doing whatever they need to do to, uh, you know, make it in the world. But I see the future of Earth as a peaceful one, as a mystic, a wanderer of this Earth realm. Uh, they, they, the ETs speak of wondering why we play these violent games and wondering, oh, you know how that spills out into your life, right? Is what they say. You know, it, like you play a violent game, it gives you more aggression. Uh, uh, there was one like psychologist or some sort of psychosomatic method where you express your anger and it's supposed to help relieve the anger. And then the other um, probably the higher perspective says no um, expressing your anger just creates more anger it doesn't 
No one wants to repress the anger. But it's about allowing the anger to be as it is in the body and express a different type of calmer, more humble emotion, I think. Repressing it would just be like you you have thoughts of anger and you have you just imagine anger and you're just like stifling it with your inaction and the energy is just in you and it's just pain. And so they, yeah, these video games create a lot of anger in people, a lot of anger. I used to go into like team games and just calm everybody the hell down with my words of just I would just make them laugh and the team cohesion would be better and people would they would stop yelling at each other and everything like that and that's just a video game man that's just a video game just I'm, I I'm not in the world very often I don't have a job I don't work in any volunteering thing or anything like that not at the moment, anyway. I did do that little bit of that, and I guess I was too sensitive. Something. But people, I imagine, are repressing anger left and right, and it's coming out and venting out in different avenues. Because if it comes out through the video games, it must be a, a, a different environment where that is being created as well because a video game is a video game once you know it's a video game you'd be like oh it's just a video game you know but if something happens in your job that feels a little more real i imagine for some people and for other people it might the lines may blur i suppose because one's identity is attached so anyway i'm making this game i made a game called path of Idea. It's on my website, which just uh, outlined my story from madness into integration and following a group of my friends into realization of a more expanded consciousness. I'd say, the, and I put that in a direct way. Now, some video games do it in an indirect way, or they, they challenge society in a lot of ways, and so the stories are really good. But... Uh, this one was direct, you know, I put like wisdom from the mystics, Buddhists, or otherwise, Christian mystics, scientific mystics, and ET channelings, basically. And I challenged the player to think outside the box and then to go into non-thought at many times in the game and there's I don't know of any many games that I don't know any actually can't think of any that do this now there are some games that are like more relaxing like I, I don't know there was one game called like flower where you just like are a flower and you just dance around and I'm like yeah that's a game for the future and you know that's a game that people can make a better like until we don't need video games anymore like Star Trek predicted that television as an art form would die in the year 2050 or something like that 2040 I think I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that is a realistic possibility 
and I see it and I say, yeah, I, I suppose so. I suppose that could be a reality is that people just give up on television and people stop that source and which is happening now, of course, but more so once the later, forgive me, but the the generation before mine, several generations before mine, around 70 to 80 years of age, right? 60 to 80 years of age. Some of them are incredibly enlightened. Uh, and many of them are watching television still doing the same routine because they don't want to get off the cycle of suffering and these they still watch the television and that that sort of reality is still imposed upon the world because there are many and so unless there's a sudden awakening a change in diet change in lifestyle um, you, d you don't have many years of your life left in that dimension of reality and reality is starting to move along to the higher cycles some people say we're like moving into a photon belt of light or something the earth and this is like energizing uh, the earth grid and consciousness as a whole sounds pretty good to me and so I've been working on a game called world tree and man, I don't really a whole lot of times like working on video games because it takes so much mental fortitude to just grind out a single line of coding, which is not even coding for me since I'm using a super a child's program that <laughs> the RPG maker, which just makes it like a visual programming for me. So I don't really have to think too much. And even that is challenging. So I can't imagine people that do it every day at a job somewhere where there's a boss just looking down your shoulder and just forcing you to program or forcing you to uh, do this uh, artwork when you want to do other things. You want to like go out in the forest and talk to random strangers for a while or you want to paint a picture completely unrelated to whatever military shooter you're making or you want to... I don't know, well, watch a, a conscious documentary or something. I don't know. That's another thing I've noticed. I've, I say a lot, I don't know. And I want to say I know more. I want to say, I know, I know, I know. I know has a stronger vibe to it. Now, I don't know has a pretty good vibe to it, too. I know... Uh, there's the Shunru Senzuki don't know mine. The idea of being humble is not knowing. That's the first step towards enlightenment. Just not knowing anything. But if you don't know, then you know you don't know. So knowing comes first. And to say, to be in that state of like low self-esteem is what I'm talking about when people say, I don't know, I don't know. To be kind of in a direction of 
the two of swords, this indecisive, that's the most powerful and scary card imaginable is the two of swords. And that's what I've been going through in August is this energy of indecision. Like I, I fell from trust and I wrote a book on trust. So you would uh, imagine I would be able to seep my way through this endeavor fairly easy, but uh, apparently took a more from my mental soul than I previously thought possible. And uh, so sometimes I don't even want to work on my game because I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I have to create puzzles. I'm not really good at puzzles to begin with. I, I have this Rubik's Cube and I'm like attempting to solve it and I can get one side but I don't know how to get all sides simultaneously. So my previous game had many puzzles too and I'm just working on that and it's fun sometimes when you get the accomplishment. I put all my art assets down and it's amazing. Anyway, I won't talk about this too long. It's just, uh, it's just interesting that I have the free time that I can just do this whenever I want as like a side hobby. Talk with other game developers and uh, create a world. And so World Tree will be a non-violent game that will expand consciousness. So it will be the second in my series of games that will be doing this alongside my books and my artwork. And uh, that that's good. And I trust that whatever you're doing is also expanding the consciousness of others. You're not in that battle for survival, but you're moving into that um, that flow. You're moving into that flow of, of life instead of the battle of life. And you can do that too, friend. You can, you can, uh, you can see to it you become the alchemist or the mystic of life or the perfect man or woman. The expert man or the expert woman. Some, uh, I believe it was Barry Long who talked about that. He's like, there's all kinds of people scientists, lawyers, artists. Uh, construction, construction worker experts in this field or the other field but who's an expert man and who's an expert woman is there have you ever met such a person I was like oh it's talking generally yes an expert so the the idea is perfection the idea is what Jesus what people believe only Jesus and Buddha were expert people people that are that know life that know themselves therefore they know life they know they're in the state of knowing now I they can say I don't know in a better way probably I'm I'm looking into it right now I don't know what <laughs> to say better than I don't know but something like I'm looking into it, maybe? Instead of, I don't know, I'm looking into it. 
I'm experiencing it, or something along that line. I'm on the path. And in that way, it it's more like you are not just dismissing something. You're not just negating something. You're actually interacting with this thing by saying, I'm looking into it, I'm experiencing it, I'm exploring it. So there's many fields I'm exploring, many topics, many subjects that pop in, I get a little taste, and then I go back into the my presence of mind, presence of my body, where I realize there's more intelligence. There's a lot of intelligence in the stomach. I once received a message in telepathy from source unknown, but this message said, I don't know, you'll have to ask your solar plexus. <laughs> and so we imagine we're getting all our information from our brain, like our brain is taking in every single data point. It's not exactly so. We have a heart center that has neurons. I believe there's neurons in the heart and there's neurons in the stomach. So those cells are communicating with each other and then they're communicating with the brain. And then that also, what goes beyond the physical, people say we have like an astral body or a causal body and a light body. And how does those bodies connect with our material body? And so when we communicate with our solar plexus or our heart or more of our body than just our brain, not to sit, not to diminish the brain at all. It's just that we're overusing it. And you can tell by the way how fast society moves. I was, I was talking about game designers. And man, how challenging would that be? Because you're making, first of all, you're making art. Like a movie, a video game, all these kinds of entertainment quality television. You're making art, so it's got to be good. It's got to be fun. But if there's still a schedule... Like, I, I don't understand that. A schedule for... A, like, does a video game really have to come out before set time? Or we... Because there's... I understand food delivery perhaps having a schedule. And even that I could... Uh, say other points on because why don't we just grow our own food why do we have to ship it from across the world and waste all this energy and people's time why, why don't we just grow our own food and just interact with the local environment and trust each other I was exploring that idea and I was envisioning a world where, like, everything was open 24-7. Just imagine it. Just imagine this. In the future, television dies out. 
people trust everybody because there's like some sort of mystical eschaton that happens, like some sort of synchronous moment where everybody on planet Earth gets a uh, message from God. And that message is, you are loved, you are infinite and eternal, and everyone receives it and everyone talks about it and everyone just starts helping each other from that point on. Peace is made. Peace is made, religion is dissolved, government is dissolved, corporations are all dissolved. My meditations have been pretty good this morning, so maybe I have some downloads I can share with you. Meditating. Sometimes it's a challenge because we can't sit still, but if it's like anything else, like any project you start or waking up during the day, if you just sit down and just sit and don't even pretend you're meditating, it seems that it can approach the state of being you want a lot easier. And uh, so I feel really blissful. I feel pretty good today. I trust you sip out some of that energy from my overflowing cup of effervescent liquid light and come to the state of being we all desire that infinite state i've been reading this book called the master key i believe it's called the master key system but it's a different kind of mystical book than i usually read because i usually read stuff on along the lines of inner work in terms of states of being in the internal and this unique book i suppose it jumbled my senses a bit because it talks about manifesting things in the material world of which i usually don't pay attention to very often and now i'm starting to i recently the, watched a video from Sadhguru and he said people who turn the age of 33 either have a midlife crisis or they ascend to a burst of energy that their life spirals upward and I wonder which one will it be for my life because 33 is coming up this February for me that's a master number that's the master builder and I trust that's good news for me and I trust it's good news for you too friends wherever you're out there whatever age you are I trust you get a burst of energy as well depending on your zodiac star system I don't know how it works but I know that uh, we have the ability to change at any time in our life it's just a matter of how we stay above those tides so I was listening to the Master Key System, or whatever it's called. And it's a brilliant book. 
because it talks about thought and meditation and then it just says okay yeah but you have to have the action of imagination towards your goal and so, i don't know the, the wording anytime people word things in terms of action it's always weird for me because it's i don't know what it's saying i don't know like what action it wants me to take that i'm not already taking in terms of my enjoyment in life this podcast <laughs> i decided to take that action just because i want to voice out here i don't know i wanted to record something i did it i'm not expecting any kind of monetary compensation for this though that would be nice because then that would advance me in my material life and so there is some sort of wonder if that will happen and seeing if it can happen through this medium but the statistical uh i don't like looking at statistics either i just trust it will be okay whatever this needs to be and that's how i've always gone through life it's just trusting whatever my actions need to be will be what they need to be and that's what other books have been stating such as another powerful book the power of now from eckhart tolle when i read that i was like wow it's just life seems so easy you just don't do it yeah i don't have to do much you just have to focus on your energy field and I still do that. Even while reading the Master Key System, I noticed how my body changed during certain words, certain trigger points. And, I, I, and it's always trigger points towards more action. And, and I say, how much action is needed? I Look, I'm doing everything I can. I, made, I wrote a book. I'm designing a video game now. I designed one before how much action is needed in life is it possible we take too much action and that's why there's so much just frustration in the world man there was this cool news uh i guess clip i listened on youtube where this guy was um man i don't know what he was doing in his job i think he was like a football player or something and he was just like working Football players just, like, have to work all day every day, practice all day every day. But they get tons of money. Tons of money. And this guy said, no, I can't. What is all this action for? Yes, I'm getting this sense of high from being an accomplished football player. But I'm losing something else. And that's what the... Focusing on the energy field is challenging to do when you're focusing on highly on the material realm, the material gain. My cat is scratching my webcam. Cat, <laughs> you're a part of this too, cat. And if you have a cat or a dog friend or another animal companion or a spirit companion you can't see because you don't have any animal companions, they're listening to. And this guy uh, quit his football career and he started like to work at a grocery store for three days a week, I think it was, for about five hours. 
three days a week, and it was enough for him to live off of, apparently. He said now this, like, he, I guess he got, like, a tiny house or something. That's a, a whole new movement as well. People min being minimalist. He says, my life is much better now. It just feels better. I have all this free time to just wander parks and ride my bike and do whatever I want. That's what I do. That's what I've continued to do. The only side effect is I have to live with my mother in this monastery. And not all people like to live with their parents. I find it okay. I don't mind talking about it because she's my mom. And yes, I'm 32. And um, a lot of people are having to move back with their moms because of the way the economy works people don't have that strive for action and that's what most people uh want to go back into the monastery they want to go to the monasteries because it just feels like there's too much busyness a business and other people like that stuff they like the business they like to wake up every day and have some sort of random task that they have to complete in a number of hours before the day ends because it's sort of the same high you get from playing a video game it's all high speed but it's for real there's risk involved and so even in these books that talk about focusing on your energy field focusing away from thoughts they don't even mention your life situation and how to improve that. This book was unique because it was like, yeah, you have to improve your life situation as well as your energy field. They work in hand in hand. There's another better word for that. In companion. In companion. Uh, they work like interlocking fields. And this is a new way of me looking at the world because I felt like Especially uh, listening to Barry Long's material and uh, the Eastern Masters. I was always saying, yeah, but I'm going to die. And when I die, I want to take with me my energetic field. And that's it. I don't care what else is in the physical realm. But at the same time, isn't it so, friends, that the physical external realm can... It doesn't have to, but it can sort of have a subtle effect on our energy fields. And that's why, you know, people travel to different sacred sites or visit places. Now, it doesn't have, again, energy field is the subjective. So it's way more important always. The, the, it's the one thing that needs to be focused upon at all times. And at the same time, isn't there a subtle effect by going into these environments and, uh, you know, pouring water on ourselves or going into a sauna or seeing a hot spring or a big waterfall and standing over the waterfall and letting the water wash us and cleanse us, doing some sort of ritual that has our brain believing in the symbols around us the candlelights and the dagger and the cup and the pentacle and raising the wand in the air. And we, we do these actions. And we can do these actions in the most 
pedantic, ritualistic manner possible to increase the effect. Or we can focus on the bliss and go deeper into that no matter what's going on. And not memorizing the rituals, not memorizing where we need to travel to and which sites. And that, doesn't that feel, it feels better to me. And I'm only one person, so other people would say, no, there's, it's both. That's what I'm learning now. I'm, tr I'm getting, I'm absorbing this perspective and see how it's going to change my life. I don't know how it's changed my life so far is, yeah, I'm doing more what I believe is going to materially advance me. And at the same time, I have to remember all because it's what it does is it breaks a barrier in the mind space that want, that sees the life situation as it is and said and compares it to a life situation in the future and if i hold on to that idea and have expectations it can be very dangerous for my state of being for the mystical state of being so keep that in mind wherever you're at always always go for your desire whatever it is but remember uh no expectations or simply expect the best, keeping it as vague as possible, saying that even failure is a good outcome because you're learning and growing and becoming more, uh, raising your vibration more through those lessons. And so uh, join me in conversation um, on my Twitter at RockAzulu7, just uh, hit me a line if you want to discuss these concepts because I would like to discuss them on Twitter. And maybe I'll make a form later. I need enlightenment. Quest to enlightenment is the theme of this podcast. It's what society will evolve to more people are going to listen to stuff like this they're going to be disillusioned with sports disillusioned with politics disillusioned with video games and even though i'm creating video games because it's it's i'm infusing it with enlightenment thank god and they're going to start having these kinds of conversations and more sincerity there was uh interesting note i guess he was on russell brand's show or something but it was like a pornography film director or distributor or something and he was saying the one thing most people want more of in their pornography is sincerity and so it's kind of odd because that's like the you know the least sincere thing we can think of pornography is even breaking free of the illusions to find a better way of life in in that art uh, art arena because everything is art even even the disgusting even what we don't want to look at art create more of it and see if you can create the beauty and focus on the beauty
because we're going to be wanting to move into that more and more to heal our wicked trauma. And mysticism can help. Meditation can help with that. Uh, got my cat here. Feels like a guardian sometimes. Cats can like see through dimensions, I hear. And that's why in ancient Egypt, they bred cats. Because they were like little guardians for the soul. Yeah, purr cat. Purr and give off your resonance, your vibration. I... Look... Uh, I'm feeling good, so I'm going to keep this up, I'm going to take a walk, listen to more of this master key system, and I'll get back to you all later. talking about there's only the individual and everyone trusts each other and so all the organizations are dissolved there's only the organization of synchronicity and where people want to be when they want to be at exactly the timing they need to be in and so if you go into, say, a gym, it's completely open. There's just people there. Some are working out, and some are, like, washing the windows because they just want it to look nice. You know, it's because everything is owned by everyone. It's, it's like if you were in your apartment or house, you want everything to look nice most of the time because it's your place. And if you don't want it to look nice, that's okay because there's going to be plenty of people that do want it to look nice and will help out and say like the jacuzzi needs more baking soda or, or, or something something to clean it you'll just be like oh I could do that because I have the energy I'm not doing anything there's no jobs anymore not in the future the only job there's only there's only specific tasks you're free to do and so I go into the warehouse or you may go into the warehouse and you'll be like where's the baking soda and then there'll just be like a sign that'll just be like baking soda over here instructions place about two cups of baking soda into the jacuzzi to clean it out and maybe there'll be like some sort of list where it'd be like the last time it was clean like John Rogers is like cleaned it on August 2nd I'll be like oh it's overdue I might as well be the next person that goes in you know everything will be set up like that won't be like there's a boss that commands me to do it at a specific time in a specific day it'll be run on synchronicity you go into a restaurant it's all automated and whatever isn't automated you, is just self-serving. Everything will be self-serving. And certainly 
we would get rid of genetically modified foods and just have all organic because there's no point in like you unless it's some sort of advancement upon a net unless we could find a way to naturally like we I know we've hybridized foods before and I don't see any thing I don't see any like natural selection well I'm looking into it I still trust organic is the best way to go because we're putting like we're literally like putting pesticides into the food so that's uh, poison it, it is poison people will say oh there's nothing wrong with genetic there's no evidence of anything right yeah that's because all the scientific evidence is coming from the same companies that are wanting you to buy their food they're funding scientists and so uh, people will say that's conspiracy theory. I don't. I don't get it. That's just what's happening. Uh, yeah. So it'll all be organic. We'll be free from politicians and everything like that. There'll there'll be politicians. I imagine they'll just be like people that are more like overseers, and not in the negative way. Just like they're overseeing things. They're they're looking out for people. And so they'll go into some district and they'll be like, hmm, so do you, do you need some people to help you with this? Because there's some bored people over here that need uh, travel to a place and we just need to know. And so they'll just like record keep or whatever. I don't know. Just imagine it. It would have to be a, in a we'd have to be in a trusting vibration. So, so the way in the future future timeline if we can make it happen and I know we can because we're humanity there's uh, other people that say humanity has a lot of qualities that are not well um, abundant throughout the cosmos because we're kind of like a hybridized extraterrestrial race and terrestrial race of super beings and they say our DNA is being activated and that we're becoming from a carbon structure into a more crystalline silicone structure so that's interesting because that means we have ascended we in the future will have ascended powers at ease They've just been shut off because we were supposed to be working in the mines or something. I mean, if, if you have ascended powers, you're not very well going to just be working at the gold mines. You're probably going to be overthrowing your masters or, or whatever the case may be. Now, for the anarchists out there, mysticism is needed. It gives you a sense of power that is... And when I say mysticism, it can be whatever. There's spirituality, meditation, alchemy. Maybe you're a magician. Maybe it's witchcraft. Maybe it, it's something that you're, you know consciousness is involved. You're taking that into the equation. Scientists are even doing this now. Um, look up Tesla. 
wow, I read Tesla's diaries. Those were, those, that was one crazy uh, water slide of information that I had no idea. Apparently Tesla like contacted extraterrestrials from Mars or something and had the ideas for free energy, wireless, and cut off, it was cut off funny by J.P. Morgan or some, just one, see it's just one person can just through greed take away from the world. It's such a compelling story. Read those diaries. Uh, he talks more about, um, you know, he talks about energy and uh, there, there was a lot of unusual stuff about Tesla, of course, because he, he lived through World War II, so, that, you know, that they, they had to, he, he, I don't know, he built a death ray or something like that. Anyway, everyone has flaws, Just, but as a scientist person, he was certainly one of the best. And I don't want to talk about scientists too much, because they always have to objectify everything. They always have to stay, okay, this is the way it is. There's no way that's the way it is. There, you, one can't just say, unless you're talking in the subjective, because if you're talking in the subjective, you're saying that it's all the ways. It is, it is all the ways, and you're just experiencing the filtered reality tunnel of whatever is going on in your relevant part of the universe. But, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of, but again, uh, a lot of them are super intelligent, and they're using that mental focus, their life is probably in shambles, and, and they're probably angry half the time, but if you talk to some scientists, they meditate, and they're 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 doing the mystic work. They're connecting with Mother Earth, and it's amazing. It's just uh, there's always a us versus them in any part of society. And I suppose with the mystic, the opposite side is the the scientist. So it's certainly, it's good not to even label yourself a mystic or a scientist, if possible. I'm just doing it out of convenience. I just say, hey, I'm a mystic. Whoa, now you know what I'm all about. But it's good to just be like, I don't need those labels. I'm a human being. That's the only label we really need. And um, whatever floats your boat, I don't care if you like to study numbers. and It's all good. It's all useful and it all helps in terms of our society I envision though a society that doesn't work on technology as much as they work on themselves if we work on ourselves we can do we can make the world how we want it in day like in a snap and when we can make the world how we want it we can also make how we want ourselves and my god we wouldn't need much technology if we could master whatever the hell Jesus was teaching what was that did he really walk in water there's some Zen stories of people walking on water so these mystics were able to obtain a state of mind where they could control their chi in such a way we wouldn't need bridges we would just fly in the air I mean I'm talking to my friend magic man this is the kind of stuff we talk about a lot 
And he was like, you know, flying's illegal. You can't do it. I'm like, wait, people do that? <laughs> uh, there's a story of Patman Simbaba. I know I'm going all around. This is what my podcast is. I'm going all over tangents. But there's a story of Patman Simbaba. And people, like, actually, they have what they believe are pressings of his foot onto rock because he could manipulate matter. And he apparently could change size and the stories had it he could fly in the air. And um, if he could do it, so can we. But some people say, well, he had sort of like this advanced... He was actually an extraterrestrial (laughs) or something. He wasn't actually a human. That makes me go, oh... But if Jesus, Jesus, and then people say, well, Jesus was conceived by way of astral sex. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's what makes him so easily able to walk on water. What about the Buddha? Of course, the story of the Buddha is like he was just born out of, he just like started walking out of the womb. So it was like an immaculate divine birth or something like that. I don't know. It always strikes me as odd. Uh, but, and then, you know, there's stories of yogis uh, shape-shifting. There's stories of yogis flying or levitating. My friend, uh, who I met once and never saw him again, Anas of Sedona, he just relayed to me a, a, a story where he met a guru type figure and basically he went into a no drugs he just went into a psychedelic state of where this guru was just golden and illuminating and there was a person I met from France her name was Luna and she had an experience no drugs but it was a just an experience she was at like a monastery somewhere and I don't recall the nature of the experience, but something mystical happened where everything seemed to glitter, everything seemed to be illumined, everything seemed to shine. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what is possible for us in the future or now. It's, but we don't use our chi in that way. We always use our chi towards thought. And when we put it towards thought, sure, that's good. So we have business endeavors. That's great. Um, So we have technology that, you know, like I'm designing a game. And so sometimes it requires thought. And every time it does, I'm like, eh. I'm not using this energy wisely, but it's what I want to do right now. Because I'm just stuck at home. And people have these experiences if they use their chi wisely, we could have like do anything we wanted. Really expand that consciousness. And I imagine like maybe that'll just become easier as people say as we go through this like photon belt of light and ascension and crossing dimensions and crossing the octaves. I imagine. That's how it will be. So we'll see. And um, other people will be like, why even bother with cities? 
That's, uh, that's what we call ascended powers. Cities are ascended powers. Why even bother with that? Just work on your meditation. Slap, slap. Work on your meditation. Stop the thoughts. Go and find God. I agree. That's actually what has to happen first. However, however, I still, I don't get why one would focus on that. Don't, don't do it, like, don't do ascended, because, for example, if people spend their time on social media posting their blogs, posting their podcasts, sorry, posting their video games and their books and movies and videos, and people spend time on YouTube, people spend time on just browsing news articles, why can't they just use that time to master ascended powers or cities? <laughs> or do magic or whatever, whatever kind of crazy of the fringe of the meditation, mindful community, spiritual community. Why not? Like, why can't we do those things? Why can't we spend our time on those things? We spend our times on other frivolous stuff. We watch t television. We, I don't know, do math problems that aren't non-existent. Or we do uh, all kinds of, create all kinds of technology that might not be needed. And a lot of that stuff is not, uh, is not frivolous, of course. But again, many of it is. And so if ascended powers is frivolous... Well then, why do, why do anything at all? Certainly, I, I believe the point is that finding God is the point. And very well, that's probably what needs to happen before you would get ascended powers anyway. Unless I have some and I'm not telling you about. Hmm. Now, uh... That, that's that's like an insurmountable challenge that we distract ourselves with these other stuff to do like I I find myself meditating and then I'm getting really deep into it and I realize I have to go through a lot of this it's like a lot of work and it's a lot of focus and concentration or I could just work on my game and maybe you know I get a little accolades and attention and, and um, some burst of excitement and many and not saying that's bad like but it it's a di distraction in that sense if I'm going for God and then I say well I can do all these other things it's uh, it's taking me off that path and then there's many like Many of the uh, channel, a lot of the channel material, the the mystics of the past will say, no, go for God. But a lot of the channel material would be like, yeah, good luck. Good luck. You're not going to, like, instead just follow your passion. And that leads you to God. And that's always what seems to be, um, I guess that's what resonates to a lot of people the most. Because it seems like the middle path. The middle way, because we're all we we have this society, 
People have to make money. God, what a reality that is. They don't have to. Some people have been able to escape that wandering minstrels or, or what have you. For a great majority of people, it seems to be the only way. And so it's always good to follow one's passion. Therefore, why not do work you love doing? Therefore, I do game design. I like doing it. I'm not saying video games are the greatest addition to society. I certainly was lost in an addiction to them for many a year. And now I barely play um, any of it. Except for my friend just bought me New World MMO. And I don't want to not play the, his gift. And at the same time, it's just a violent... Uh, massacre of a game uh i'm still i'm still gonna pro i gotta still play a little bit of it right <laughs> everyone still has to have a little bit of vice and uh um yeah 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 so what what matters to you most and i i really feel like meditation has this super potential and uh, more so than diet, and I, I say a lot about diet, even the healthy plants, even more so for the immune system and for a healthy body, this meditation, just doing it every day and doing it in every given moment, like Zen, uh, monks in the monastery, just every moment they would, it would be the central figure, it would be the central point, the pointless point, where everything circles around it and every action whether eating or cleaning or going to the bathroom would be zen and so I yeah so I take that idea and I say okay if I'm not meditating I'm meditating while I'm doing game design god damn it Forgive that language. God bless it. I, God bless it. I'm meditating. I'm finding God. And that's what stabilized me. And every time, every time I move away from that, every time I fall into doubt and fear of my life and anxiety, and when I move into meditation, I feel trust in life. The synchronicity comes in, synchronicities. I feel good. And so I know I'm ascending. I know I'm moving closer towards it. And I can't be as quick and sudden as a, uh, as a Zen master. Certainly, uh, the channeled material will say it's not needed. You're moving towards it. And uh, wow, what a blessing that is. What a blessing. I'm trying to kindle two sticks together for some reason. See if I can make fire. Make fire. I... Dang it. Oh, well. Wish I had a cup of tea right now. I've been reading, uh... Not really. Sometimes... You might be hungry. You might be thirsty. And you can just meditate. It's, it's a wild experience. You might won't feel like you need to, like, have sex or something. Really bad. And then you just meditate. It's beautiful. And uh, of course, 
I knew of uh, one individual and many uh, individuals. I will say, don't even, you don't even know what meditation is. And I get that. I understand what you're trying to accomplish. But when you sit down and meditate, life gets better. It's not, it's, it too is not the end goal, which is beautiful. It's not even about meditation. It's about something deeper, more, more deeper than meditation. Can you imagine it? No, I can't even imagine it. That's why I'm meditating. And that's why I look into the idea of meditation itself as being a limitation in consciousness. So, yeah. I was going to say something about tea. Wasn't I going to say something about tea? <laughs> I forgot what it was going to say. I was going to say something about tea. Oh yeah, now I was reading a I was reading a book. This is the first time I moved I'm moving into more of fiction, I guess. It's more of folklore. And I usually don't read I usually read something that's non something that's like a sermon of the mount or you know a, a um spiritual dialogue, a spiritual quandary or something. But now I'm just reading the, about a Zen monk named Zhigong who has cities and ascended powers and basically the stories are of him like being a complete drunk but also having the magnificent ability to you know make objects appear and disappear and there's I don't know there's nothing to say about that it's just interesting that that's what I'm reading now in my life. I, I, we want these um, fictional stories to be true. You know, I talk about Dragon Ball Z and using energy. Anime has a lot of it. Superhero movies are becoming popular because we want that idea of ascending beyond the limitations and then many scientifically minded people are always like ho oh, impossible impossible you could never do anything like that not in the material realm which is all there is and that kind of thinking won't get us any like it's not going to help um, get people, get humanity across the chasm. There's this great chasm. I think, uh, what's his name? Not Tom Morello. Who's the singer of Tool? Maynard. Had a song called Humbling River. He called it the river. Where we will, must join hands to cross the river. I have conquered storm and snow I've conquered the mountains it's going to take a lot more than words and guns we got to cross the river 
look up the song because I just butchered it. I didn't even rhyme any of the words. I didn't get any of the words down. And I listened to that song nearly every week. Anyway, to, to cross the great chasm, the chasm, it's going to take a lot more than negating every time we want to uncondition ourselves. It's going to take a lot more than that. It's going to take more than just viewing the past, in other words. In the past, certainly, you can say all those things you want. Unless you go further enough in the past to the days of Atlantis, then maybe not so. So, uh... Again, what is it we want? Because sometimes... I, I believe it was some channel material talked about the idea of mastering the physical realm. And we could say, all oh, those ascended powers, it's mastering the ascended realm. I would say, hell yeah, it is. But great deeper than that it's about mastering mastering physical realm is basically being in the state you prefer regardless of whatever the circumstances are or regardless of whatever is happening in the physical realm and that's kind of beautiful because that is oh so easily obtainable I can tell you that. I can say, oh yeah, sure. You could easily do that. You just have to forego all um, future desire. You could, you could say, uh, that can still happen in the future. Don't let it go. Don't say that'll never happen in the future. That'll have the, you know, the, the things I want and be in the position I want to be in. But simply... If it doesn't come to pass right away, or whatever doesn't have, seem to happen your way, you just stay completely aloof and you be fine. That's it for this show. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter at RockKazulu7 or JarenFun. And go to my website, JaronFund, J-A-R-O-N-F-U-N-D.com. And you can play my video game, Path of Vidya. It's on Steam right now. You can also read one of my several books. One of them is free. And um, watch my animations. Bright days are ahead of us, humanity. Keep the light within you and keep in the mind's eye that... Spirit of enlightenment. We'll all do good. We'll all make it in the end.